This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's a new way to lead off your Sunday with conversation, unique perspectives, and your thoughts and questions on the Hometown Nine. It's Twins Today. And a swing and a miss and a changeup. That was masterful pitching from Jose Barrios. I know they know I got a great curveball, so they're looking for. That's when I was the unbreakable. Twins Today is driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. It's hard to believe that was 15 years ago. Right? Time flies, but uh, you know what? I'm in a new role and I'm enjoying it. Thanks, Derek. Which thought am I? Did I make the top five? Now, live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore. Good morning, Twins fans. Good to be with you. You're listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, more than cars. I am your host, Derek Wetmore. I am sitting here at sun-soaked Target Field. Twins are on the road. They'll uh, play the Royals later on this afternoon. This is Twins Today from 10 to noon right here on WCCO Radio. Then all across our network, you're going to catch Inside Twins, followed by the Adina Realty pregame lineup card, and, of course, all leading up to first pitch Twins and Royals. But before we get there, we can't just fast forward through all this fun stuff that we've got on today's show. I am really genuinely excited about the number of guests that we have and people we get to talk a little Twins baseball with coming off a win. Uh, Just some programming notes here for you, the listener, on uh, why you maybe stay tuned until noon today. And then uh, to and through our programming, we're giving away Twins Yankees tickets. On the show today, I I heard this morning from the producer that we are going to be able to give away some of those tickets to callers. So have the phone number saved if you do not already, loyal listener, 651-989-9226. Stay tuned for how you can get in on those tickets. Uh, We're also going to hear from St. Paul Saints manager Toby Gardenhire a little later on in the show. Phil Miller of the Star Tribune joins us, and uh, not least... But last on this list, we are going to be talking with one current Twins player today and one former Twins player today. Both of those should be fun. You can follow along here on WCCO Radio. You can follow me on Twitter, at Derek Wetmore, Facebook, Facebook.com, Derek Wetmore, MLB is my tag there. But we start today's show where we always start Twins Today, and that is with Five Thoughts. Five Thoughts is a segment of the show that we... You know, just kind of look back on the week that was or look ahead to the week that will be. If you caught every pitch, great. We're going to dive deeper into some of that stuff. If you ducked in and out because of the weather this week in Minnesota, great. Couldn't blame you either, and we're going to get you caught up. Let's start with thought number one. Number one. And the pitch is swinging a blast into left field in deep trouble. Larnick at the wall. He will look, and that's a three-run homer, and the Royals lead 9 to nothing. Corey Provis on the call there, Whit Merrifield's home run. That ball was deep and trouble and deep trouble. 
Uh, it was a nine-run inning for Kansas City, sunk the Twins' battleship very early on in that game. It, you know, it also sunk their run differential, and th- that's what I was going to talk about on this thought number one. Um, they are The Twins have allowed the most runs in the American League. Uh, maybe a surprise to you, maybe it's not. 304 as of this show, and... This was the kind of, for for an eternal optimist, this was kind of the, the bad news to open up to. The Twins' run differential is actually now closer to the Tigers behind them than it is to the Royals and to Cleveland ahead of them. That makes sense. And uh, the White Sox are the only team in the division currently with a positive run differential. Uh, go figure, it is the best in the American League. That's ah, a big hill to climb. Number two. Yeah, we haven't made any changes to our rotation right now. We also have to talk about uh, tomorrow and next week, make sure everything lines up. Obviously, Kenta is out right now. Mike Pineda has been in discussion, too, since his last start and felt a little uncomfortable in that start, too. So we have to work through the next week, at least, before we talk about anything else. That was the voice of manager Rocco Baldelli when he was asked if Matt Shoemaker would stay in the Twins rotation that after that sort of nine-run outburst by Kansas City, and he just couldn't get out of the first inning. It was the the toughest start of the year for Shoemaker, I would have to imagine. Um, Baldelli says they're not making any changes to the rotation. I will make a couple quick notes here that Bailey Ober has been called up and is penciled in to start today uh, for the Minnesota Twins. Griffin Jacks also called up. That probably more in a bullpen coverage role, but Griffin Jacks looking to make his big league debut, and if he does, he'll be the first uh, former Air Force Falcon to pitch in the big leagues. Pretty cool there. A couple other updates that Rocco sort of touched on in thought two there, but they were important enough to make their own. Number three. It's the first time the, my forearm is bothering me a little bit. After my last start, so a two, three days later, my forearm is starting to feel a little bit tight. And I'm thinking he's going to be okay today. And I feel good when I'm warming up. But when I'm starting pitching in the mound, real game, I throw 100%. So they starting to be a little bit tight. But yeah, that happened tonight. That is the voice of Michael Pineda, who uh, was, I think, at one point penciled in to pitch today for the Twins against the Royals at Kauffman Stadium. That's been pushed back. The uh, bullpen session instead, and the word from the manager's office is that it's possible that Big Mike could pitch Tuesday. Um, that's that's on the spectrum of possibilities for the Twins, but we'll have to wait and see how that bullpen goes. Obviously, you never like to hear a starting pitcher. Well, good that he's being honest, but it's bad that that honesty is about the fact that his uh, forearm was feeling tight. That's that's not something you want to hear for a starting pitcher. So we'll wait and see um, what what the latest news on Big Mike is. Related to that, though, in thought number three, I think these kind of uh, bunch together because they're two guys that you wrote in pencil in the Twins starting rotation at the beginning of the season, and that is Kenta Maeda who left a game after six innings with a groin issue and then was throwing a bullpen, and apparently there was a, a, I don't know, related or unrelated, whether or not, but there was an arm issue associated with that as well, and uh, I wrote in my newsletter this week that that is something that I always hold my breath when I hear that in relation to a starting pitcher. Um, sounds like 
relatively good news, at, at least on the surface, uh, from what I had been expecting when you when you sort of hold your breath there and hear, ah, he's dealing with uh, something more here, too. We're going to wait and see. Kenta Maeda threw a bullpen, and uh, Rocco Baldelli said came out well. So um, that's a good next step. Um, we'll have to wait and see in terms of what rejoining the rotation would look like for either of those two guys, either or both, I suppose. Um, not too far-fetched to think that they both could be back in before too much longer, but that is uh, that is not the official word. That is my word of reading the official word, and uh, that's always dangerous too, of course. Um, but Twins' starting rotation is if they're going to go on a run here. I talked with uh, Britt Giroli, who covers Major League Baseball for The Athletic, a couple of weeks ago on the show on Twins Today. Now, I asked Britt because she had covered the 2019 Nationals team that all of us uh, optimist, op- optimists excuse me, who cover and follow the Twins have been uh, looking up the records uh, almost weekly, I would say. Hey, remember that team in their first 50 games? They only won 19 of them, and then they won the World Series. You know, this team, this team could do that, right? I asked Britt, what was the key to a successful turnaround? And it was a number of factors, of course, but one of the things that stuck with me from Britt's answer was, yeah, they just really rode their starting pitching. And from memory, that team had, uh, well, Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg. That's a pretty good place to start. But they also ran out Patrick Corbin. I think Anibal Sanchez was on that team. And, you know, the Twins, if they are to go on a similar run, I believe in their offense. I believe that Talent-wise, the Twins have one of the best offensive clubs in the American League. Uh, might sound like a hot take these days, but they they have some strong bats up and down their lineup. What needs to turn if the Twins are going to go on a run and put one of those, you know, 12 of 14 or something like that, even even just a 6 of 7 or something for the Twins, they got to get the starting pitching straightened out. And it starts with Barrios yesterday, but having Kenta Maeda and Michael Pineda Having their name in that list can only help the Twins in that regard. So we'll see, can they turn it around? I think that is a major key to the next, well, six, seven weeks of the season. Number four. And the 0-1, a blast to center field and deep. This one is back towards the wall and gone a home run. Nelson Crows finds the berm in center field. That's his 10th. And it's one nothing Twins. Corey Provis on the call, Nelson Cruz on the dinger. And this is really not um, time-pegged. This is not because he had a big home run the other day or anything like that. In fact, it's been 11 games since Cruz hit that home run that you just heard. And the reason I want to talk about him today is because you start to see his names. If you read the trade rumor websites or if you spend any amount of time on Twitter, Uh, Hey, here's a team that's struggling in the standings that has a veteran, and their name gets linked in trade fodder. It's it's speculation season in Major League Baseball, and when you see Nelson Cruz's name get linked, I just wanted to take a moment to appreciate what Cruz has brought to the Twins. Um, You know, I hope we get a lot more chances to observe him and uh, appreciate what he's doing at almost 41 years old, but I just wanted to uh, slip this one in here. Currently, Nelson Cruz, because I don't know that this gets talked about enough, he is eighth in the major leagues in barrels per plate appearance. So how hard is he in the ball? What kind of baseball, what, what kind of balls off his bat are he is he hitting? Uh, what sort of position for success 
is he in? And uh, less than a month shy, I believe, of his 41st birthday, Nelson Cruz is doing better than most every major leaguer out there, and that, to me, is crazy. He's 20th in slugging percentage, and as I mentioned, just a month shy of his uh, 41st birthday. I hope we don't have to keep reading his name in the trade rumor mill, but that's the that's the story. That's where she is right now. And I wanted to finish up with a little bit of positivity here on the Twins front. Number five. Dyson at third, one out, and the 0-2 pitch, line drive, left side, caught by Simmons, throws to third, and that's a double play, and the Twins win the game. A line drive to short, caught by Simmons. They double off Gerard Dyson, and the Twins win 5-4. to four. Absolutely crazy finish to yesterday's baseball game. That Corey Provis on the call again, of course. And if you had the chance to, to watch it, what a crazy roller coaster. Or if you were out working in the yard, had the radio on, Corey and Danny calling that thing. Wow, <laughs> what a swing the ninth inning was. What I quickly wanted to say is the Twins are now 9-10 and 10 in one-run games. They improved to 9-10. and 10. And uh, that is about middle of the pack. But I wanted to point out just that uh, if they had done as well in one-run games as they had a couple years ago, this would be a much different Twins record. Obviously, that's not breaking news to anybody who's been following this team. But in 19, the Bomba squad uh, had like a – I did the math on it. It was a 657 winning percentage in one-run games. That equates to a 106-win pace. So – you tell me that this game is going to be a one-run game. The Twins are a 106-win ball club. That was two years ago. This year, uh, their improved pace is now just almost 500. Their next win will put them at the 500 mark. That is a 76-win uh, pace currently in those games. That's kind of the story of the season. At least it's one of them. Uh, some different luck, some different outcomes in those games. Who knows? It could be a little bit different but that's it for five thoughts that's what we've got on uh the sort of the week that was and the weeks that will be coming up for the minnesota twins speaking of will be this will be a fun show coming up we're going to hear some thoughts on our radio revisit from josh donaldson on the hottest topic in major league baseball today uh sticky stuff foreign substances and the allegations going on there in major league baseball later on we're going to hear from toby Gardenhire of the saint paul saints Phil Miller of the Star Tribune, and we're giving away some tickets to Twins and Yankees. Stick around for that. You don't want to miss it. This is Twins Today, and you are listening to News Talk 830-WCCO. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. They're soaking the field here at Target Field where I'm sitting. Twins and Royals are getting set to dance in Kansas City. At Kauffman Stadium, I'm sure it's uh, sunny in Sticky, just like it is here. Uh, this is a super fun show coming up today. I said it in the first segment. If you missed that, you can always go check the podcast. Um, but this one, I've I've been I've been looking forward to this. We've got to dig into this one coming up later on the show. We got Toby Gardenhire, Saints manager. We're gonna give away some Twins Yankees tickets uh, later on. Stay tuned for that. But this is Radio Revisit, and this is revisiting some of the uh, oh, candid comments from. Star third baseman Josh Donaldson this week as it relates to the hottest topic in Major League Baseball right now, this sort of controversy around uh, pitchers, basically, and what substances they should be able to use 
on the baseball. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here, but I first want to just share with you uh, thoughts from Josh Donaldson in his media session this week. You know, ultimately, at the end of the day, you know, the head guy of all this pitching stuff, you know, Trevor Bauer said that to get anything over two, 300 RPMs, and all that he's tested, the only thing to get there is by using these illegal substances. And to me, everybody made a huge ordeal out of uh, the sign stealing incident. Now, I believe that if people use technology to steal signs, that's wrong. And I would not be a part of that. But also on the flip side, that was never in the rule book uh, as far as breaking a rule, right? And a lot of people, you've heard a lot of people cry wolf over that. Well, now all of a sudden, you know, these guys have found a, a competitive advantage that's against the rules of baseball and to where now we have a situation to where I literally think that Trevor Bauer at the beginning of all this was wanting to stop guys from cheating and his big guy that he went after was Garrett Cole and is it coincidence that Garrett Cole's spin rate numbers went down yesterday after four minor leagues get suspended for 10 games? Is it, you know, is that possible? I don't know. Maybe. Um, at the same time, uh, with, with this situation, they've let guys do it. And Trevor Bauer's been vocal about, hey, these are the substances that guys mix together. Well, now as a pitcher, if you sit here and say, like, oh, hey, these guys are getting away from it. This guy's getting $325 million. This guy's getting paid. This guy's doing this. They're not cracking down on it. Why wouldn't I do it? So that's where we're at in the game. And that's why, you know, Nelson and I were having a conversation yesterday about this. Like, do you know how many pitches I've seen in my life as a hitter? And as a catcher, like I caught for seven years, I saw a lot of pitches in my life. Let's just say that. So when something is different, and Nelson as well, you know, Nelson's seen a lot of pitches. He's seen more than I have. Like, so when something is different, like we pick that up. And so as a hitter and the experience that I've developed over the years, I, I know like when a fastball is, should not be moving like that or a slider that should not be doing that. Like that's different. And to where now, if you look at it across the league in 2017, there was four pitchers that had a spin rate on their fastball of 2,400 RPMs or more, okay? Now that's league average. Now that's league average. So think about that. You think everybody before 2017 was throwing the baseball wrong? No. Josh Donaldson throwing the book at uh, big league pitchers. And he also, it's not just apparently talking with the media, sharing his thoughts. He's also spoken with Major League Baseball. Yeah, I've been in touch with Major League Baseball. And here's the deal. Hitters have never cared about sunscreen rosin or pine tar. We haven't cared about that because it's not a performance 
enhancement. What these guys are doing now are performance enhancing uh, to where it is an actual like super glue type of ordeal to where it's not about command anymore because when you go look at areas that would show command, walks are up, hit by pitches that are all time high on a pace. Those two areas tell you that it's not about command. Now it's about who's throwing the nastiest pitches, right? And the more unhittable pitches. And it's proven because I have data of all of these guys that you can create more RPM, which is spin rate, through this. My only... My biggest suggestion right now, if you want to clean the game up, because this is, to me, this is going to be the next steroids of baseball ordeal, uh, because it is cheating and it is performance enhancing. The only way to get it through and to get it out of the game is if they get checked every half inning. It's If a new pitcher comes out, they get checked immediately by the umpire. And once they start doing that, it'll be gone. And you're going to start seeing offense come back into the game. You're going to see contact come back into the game. And a lot of these guys that are not as good as their numbers are saying will be out of the game. They'll be done. And that's what that's where it should be because guys are blatantly cheating and it's not even – that's really not even funny. Uh, and you're talking about guys or careers or hitting-wise are going down as well. Josh Donaldson sharing his candid thoughts on the uh, topic du jour in Major League Baseball. What do you think about it? Uh, call into the show later if you'd like, 651-989-9226. I mean, I don't know where this is going, but it is the big talker in Major League Baseball right now. we got to hit a break. When we come back, we are talking with St. Paul Saints manager Toby Gardenhire. On Twins Today, you're listening to News Talk 830-WCCO. Welcome back, Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, at Sun-Soaked Target Field right now, and we are privileged to be joined by our next guest. He is the manager of the St. Paul Saints, Toby Gardenhire, kind enough to join us. Toby, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing good. Absolutely, guys. Great to hear that. You guys have had uh, winning baseball clubs, some fun games with the Saints so far early this season since the last time we caught up with you, Toby. Uh, one name I want to circle in on here, Brent Rooker. Rooker, 234, six homers and 13 runs. Batted in. And Shipley's first pitch to him. Fastball club towards center. This one well hit. Friedel going back. He's at the track. He's at the wall. And this one is gone. Up on the batter's eye. Straight away center field where the trees are growing out there. And he may have knocked one over. A solo home run for Brent Rooker to dead center field. And the Saints lead it one to nothing. 449 feet on his bomb the other day. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, he's hit some pretty far, you know, some pretty good ones. He's, uh, he's swinging the bat really well. Last night he hit one off the batter's eye. He's uh, he's swinging it, man. It's going it's going good. Number seven on the year for Rooker, and uh, not too far removed, Toby, from the Triple Crown in the SEC country, and that was uh, 
that's a that's a big conference. That's big time college baseball. Uh, tell me, when you watch Brent Rooker, what do you see on the hitting side of thing as far as his development being that kind of that next major leaguer? Yeah, he's doing a really good job. You know, he's he's having really good at bats. I think that you know the more the more guys play uh, and him, you know, he's he's going along with it pretty well. They you learn what pitchers try to do to you, uh, and you learn how to combat that. You learn which pitches you need to start taking and which ones you can lay off, which pitches to foul off to make sure that you get the one that you can hit. And he's doing a really good job with that. He's he's fouling off high fastballs and taking breaking balls in the dirt, and he's getting the pitches over the plate. And he's whacking them pretty good. So it's it's fun to watch. That's really fun to hear you talk about it like that, Toby. And and not to circle in on Rooker too too much, but it kind of helps ask this broader question. Um, do you guys give? hitters at that level do you give them a plan like that you mentioned fouling off high heaters and then just kind of taking breaking balls if they're going to be down and out of the strike zone um is that something that you actively try to tell players as they're going into a plate appearance or this is just me sitting in a radio guy's chair asking is that almost too much to think about when he goes to the plate swinging now we you know we have a we have a hitters plan so every day before the game we have a hitters meeting our our hitting coach Matt Borgschulte runs a hitters meeting and he goes over the starting pitcher and what that starting pitcher tries to do you know every hitters plan is a little bit different based on what type of hitter they are um, but if you give them a broad you know idea of what the pitcher is going to try to do to them then most of the time they can make a plan and that's what Rooker's been able to do is you know he knows when guys are going to try to go upstairs on him he knows when guys are going to try to bounce sliders to him and then him being able to just make adjustments through the at-bat and do that, that's he's, he's doing good with it. That's super fun to hear. Our guest right now is Toby Gardenhire, the manager of the AAA St. Paul Saints, the new affiliate with the Minnesota Twins. And if that last name sounds familiar, yes, he is related to Ron Gardenhire, legendary Twins manager. Toby, I know you love uh, getting that snuck in there every once in a while. <laughs> but I, I want to ask you about Griffin Jacks because it's an exciting call-up. The, the Twins make him the, I believe he's the first Air Force grad to pitch in the major leagues whenever he's able to get in a big league game now. Uh, what can you share with Twins fans about uh, Griffin, whether it's a scattering report or who he is off of the field? Yeah, Griff's awesome. I mean, he's a, he's a great kid. He's uh, We've had him in this organization for a little while now, you know, and everybody's got a chance to know him really well. So him getting called up to the big leagues the other night was really, really special for us. Uh, it, was, it was pretty cool for our whole staff to get a chance to tell him him he was going up there because he's a deserving kid you know he works his butt off all the time and he's got he's got good stuff he's been you know he's been dominant this year here at the triple a level he's been every time he goes out he's given us good outings and given us a chance to win and um you know he's just a really good dude so it's it's a nice it's nice to see him go up there and get a chance you talked about sharing that message with with Griffin Jacks, uh, newest addition to the Twins roster. You've had an opportunity, Toby, to do that a number of times this year. Um, I, I talked to one uh, promoted Saints player who's currently on the Twins roster, and I don't want to name names because I don't want to bust his chops, but I think you can guess. Uh, you guys called him into the office. It was, I believe you were there, maybe some coaches from the staff, uh, Jeremy Zoll with the, the Twins front office, and uh, just basically sat there in silence and made the kid guess for a little while what he was doing, sitting in a meeting with these executives and coaches and everything. Is that? Do you guys get to have fun with that moment when you get to tell guys they're the next one on the uh, on the car ride over to the big leagues? We do, yeah. We get to we get to have a lot of fun with it. You know what's funny is like at the lower minor league levels, when I tell guys that they were getting called up, I used to mess with them all the time. So I'd always have some kind of story. <laughs> 
they come into the office and I would tell them that they're in trouble or I'd tell them they did something stupid and <laughs> tell them they were getting fined. And then I would say, no, I'm just kidding. You're going up to the next level. But it's not, you know, when you're telling a guy he's going to the big leagues for the first time, it's not exactly the same thing. I don't really feel like messing with them at the time is, is the way to do it. So um, a lot of times it's just, you're so happy and you're so emotional. Like for me getting a chance to tell a kid he's going to the big leagues. I mean, that's a once in a lifetime thing. This is something these guys dream of their entire lives, you know, and then all of a sudden that moment, coming true so it gets really emotional so like you know the kid that you're talking about he sits down in the office and we're like everybody's just kind of dumbfounded because you don't really know what to say you know you're just everybody's so excited so happy so you just kind of sit there (laughs) and it's pretty it's pretty fun it's a really fun experience it's funny when he told me the story he said i probably had it coming because he talks a lot and he runs his mouth quite a bit Oh, he talks a lot. Yes, he does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Toby, I also there's this fun story that involves the Saints, but it's kind of I mean, only adjacent to it. Andrew Albers getting an opportunity to pitch for Team Canada. Um, do, do you get to, I guess, share that moment with him, too? I, I get the sense and correct me if I'm wrong here. It's kind of like he's just he's got to leave the Saints for a little while to go uh pitch for his country to try and qualify what's what's that whole situation like with albers and how has it affected uh you in the roster yeah he came in um i guess it's, it's been a little over a week he's been gone for a little over a week now okay uh, pitching pitching in the tournament over there for canada um he came in and told me you know that he had a chance to they called him and asked him if he could pitch for the national team um and it's something that we have to run through the system and make sure our uh you know alex has our minor league uh farm director is okay with and make sure that we're good with him doing it but if a guy gets a chance to pitch for his country like albert's going you know being able to pitch for canada it's a really cool experience i mean that's something not everybody gets a chance to do is say that they're on a national team so you know letting him do that was you know that's a no-brainer for us yeah go pitch for your country do your thing have fun enjoy it um so he just texted me yesterday actually and he will be back next week i guess they lost but he threw a no hitter they threw a that they threw a team combined no hitter. He threw seven innings um, last week and in, in a no hitter for his country, which is a pretty cool deal. Yeah. Wow. How many people get a chance to say that? Honestly, uh, even for some accomplished players, you've been around accomplished players. You've been around the game, gosh, probably your whole life, I'm guessing. Um, and one of the guys that you got to brush shoulders with very recently, Joey Votto was on a, on a rehab assignment, I guess, when, when you guys are playing him now, is, is he still down there? I get in a little twins bubble here, Toby. Um, yeah. What was, uh, or what is currently that experience like when, I mean, here's a guy who, gosh, all the credentials you could ask for in the big leagues. And now he's playing a, a few minor league baseball games with a, with another organization. Yeah, he's here right now. He's in. Okay. Uh, we're in Louisville. We're, we got a day game today. He's playing first base. I just saw the lineup card. So um, he's been playing every game for him. He's on a rehab stint, just trying to get back up there. You know, uh, into the everyday lineup. Um, I think he's got some kind of a hand thing going on or something like that. But he looks pretty good. I mean, he hit two doubles off the wall last night. So mm. hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully for him, him and that organization, then they'll be able to get him back up. But it's cool. You know, you see guys like that, guys like Joey Votto. I mean, who've you know. I mean, this guy's done everything you can do up at the big league level. When you get a chance to see him work every day, you know, and you get these AAA guys that get a chance to watch him do that, uh, you know, it just it kind of reminds everybody of the things that they're they're going for and what they're supposed to be doing every day at the ballpark. Because Joey Votto is a pretty good example for everybody to to follow. Yeah, good guy to learn from. A couple more from you, Toby, and we'll let you go. I know you got a super busy day here as manager of the St. Saint Paul Saints. Anything else fun that you can go check out while you're in Louisville? 
Louisville's a cool town, man. We went, uh, the whole coaching staff, we went over the other day to the uh, the bat company, which was pretty neat. We did the tour, um, watched cool. where they make bats. Uh, yeah, that was neat. And there's the Muhammad Ali Museum. I didn't get a chance to go see that one, but I hear that one's really cool, too. So Louisville's a fun town. I was a, I got a chance to come here when I was a player back in 2010, 2011. I always love coming to Louisville. It's a lot of fun. Mm. And uh, you guys have had some success, too. That's got to be a lot of fun. I understand, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first team at AAA to sweep one of these six-game series, you know, the for listeners who don't know, the minor league schedule is slightly modified from what you've seen in years past, off day, and then followed by a six-game series with the same two teams. Toby, you guys were the first one to sweep one of those. I imagine that has to be pretty fun. Yeah, it's cool to get a sweep anytime you can get a sweep. And then, you know, for a six-game sweep, I we – because we did it in Des Moines against the uh, Iowa Cubs there um, last week, and you know, I I didn't know if it was six game sweep was possible. I've been I've been uh, it, it's hard getting a three game sweep is hard enough. A four game sweep is really hard. A six game sweep is like that was tough. So you know, it was pretty cool. It was a cool deal. I I didn't think we'd have a chance to do that thing, and then we got it like four series into the year. So it was pretty nice. That's fantastic. You got to do it all, pitching, hitting, and defense, uh, I, I imagine. And I, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about this one, Toby, before we let you go here. Rob Whalen, I came across his story. Uh, he actually sent out a tweet the other day, just just a phenomenal story with the St. Saint Paul Saints. Amazon delivery driver three months ago, now he's pitching for you guys. How does outing go, and what's that kind of like to be a part of? Yeah, he threw the ball great. You know, he's he's a great dude. Rob's a great guy. You know, he's been he's – been around he's uh he's got a little big league time himself um you know and i think he a couple years ago he just kind of decided that he was going to be done um and then i guess this last offseason he decided he wanted to try to go for it again and he's back up here in triple a with us and he's throwing the ball good he's a great guy he's awesome to have around the clubhouse it's fun you know he's one of those guys that you root for every time he's on the mound you're like you know let's it's pretty fun so he's he's awesome Fantastic. Super fun keeping up with you, Toby, following all the success this year uh, in AAA St. Paul. Uh, continued success, and thank you for taking some time for us today. Yeah, thank you guys very much. It's been fun, so we'll keep rolling. Cheers. Good luck. All right. Talk to you guys later. That the voice of Toby Gardenhire, the manager of the AAA St. Paul Saints. When we come back, more baseball on Twins today. You're listening to News Talk 830-WCCO. And the 2-1 pitch, a drive to right field and deep. Back it goes, deep it goes and gone. There's the first major league home run for Trevor Larnick. It's a seventh inning solo shot to right. And the Twins add on, now lead 6-3. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars, I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. And that clip was uh, from Twins rookie, his first big league home run. Uh, He is Twins outfielder. And College World Series champion Trevor Larnick, and he joins us on the phone now from Kauffman Stadium. Trevor, how's it going today, man? Hey, Derek. Thanks for having me. I'm doing good. Thank you. Yourself? Good. Yeah, no, good over here, too. I'm at uh, sun-soaked Target Field, and it's looking uh, ready for you guys to get back here when you do. Uh, This is your first month in the big leagues. Tell us and uh, all the listeners out there, what's this first month been like for you, Trevor? Um. Well, you know, it's been a dream come true. Um, you know, it's it's not what I expected as far as, like, you know, when you think of accomplishing something that you've always dreamt of, you think of it being sunshine and rainbows. But that's not always the case. It's uh, Sometimes it's stressful, sometimes it's nerve-wracking, but at the end of the day, I'm blessed and um, I'm, I'm beyond happy and I'm, I'm working my tail off to get better and better and help this team out. And, um, 
you know, the guys around here are awesome. The staff is awesome. Um, you know, it's just, it's been unbelievable. And I've, I've been trying to count my blessings best I can because it's, it's something I've worked for my whole life. Yeah, it's super, here, super cool to hear you say that. Uh, Trevor, you and I spoke in uh, spring training 2019, and this is before everything got shut down and uh, everybody's yeah. plans changed. And uh, we were talking about, you know, you're kind of knocking on the door at that point. And uh, it's interesting to hear you say it now, uh, the first month into your big league career, what I've heard a lot of players say is they work so hard, they work so hard, and they think the call-up is kind of the end of the journey. And what I've heard other guys say is, no, you come to realize that's the beginning of the journey. Is that yeah, what it's felt like for you here? Absolutely, yeah. It, it, it's almost felt like a, a start of a new chapter. You know, I, I've worked my entire life to get here. Um, and I got here, and it was almost like a shock, like, wow, this is it. This is like this is the highest level you can be at. This is This is like you can't go any further. But then you start to realize you can go further, and there's a lot more to learn. There's a lot more to this game than uh, maybe people think and, and experience at this level. So, you know, I'm getting adjusted. I'm learning. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm very grateful and I'm blessed to be here. It's wild. It, it is crazy how much deeper the game goes. The more, like, layers you pull back, the, the deeper it seems to go. I've certainly found that. Uh, exactly. You know, as an analyst and as a reporter, as a player, it sounds like it's it's the same deal. Well, when we first had you on the phone here, Trevor, we played a clip of your first big league home run. You're a Northern California guy. That one was in yep. Southern California. What was it like, at least close to home, and did you get to leave any tickets ahead of that game? Yeah, it was special for me because uh... – well, I should, I should start by saying my, my dad was in Chicago for my first hit, so I had family there. But then my brother and his girlfriend, and I had some other family friends there as well, um, they were there for my first home run. Um, and just having family there and people that I know there uh, is special to me because, you know, you're traveling all around the country um, at the moment, and you don't always see everyone that you know. And, um, you know, just having people there, familiar faces, it was just – relaxing to know and and it was fun to see them after the game and before the game and um, it was awesome that's cool i bet you don't get to pick them out of the crowd though with so many people in there is that right yeah you know yeah i don't know where they were sitting or anyone where anybody was sitting where uh when they came to the games but you know just knowing that they're there is a a nice feeling yeah great to feel the love and support uh we're talking with twins rookie trevor larnick on the phone at uh world series champion trevor uh college world series champion i'm sorry uh Maybe That's future it. World Series champion. Yeah, we can yeah. keep. Hopefully, we get there. There you go. We can keep pulling for the. One of the things that I wondered about Trevor is uh, stats because I kind of look at baseball from a math perspective. Like I love stories. Don't get me wrong, but I think yeah. about the game in terms of in terms of numbers, and I want to know yeah. like, do you are there stats that you track about your own? Uh, whether it's offensive, defense, whatever, or do you try to sort of just focus on the process? I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you pay attention yeah. to your own numbers? Um, no, I, I try not to to pay attention to the numbers because the numbers don't always tell the entire story. Um, and, I, you know, I know you said you're a stat guy and you're a numbers guy, but, um, you know, for me, if I were to pay attention to numbers, especially on the offensive side, um, you know, it would be more of like, um, like barrel percentage or something like that, like to see how often the guy is hitting the ball hard rather than what his batting average may be because, you don't, you know, batting average doesn't always tell the the, uh, the entire story, like I said. But for me, I, I don't ever really pay attention to numbers. It's all about uh, my process, my routine, um, you know, my plan, preparation, all that, all that type of stuff. 
Yeah, that's cool. I mean, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking into too, because as you said, the, the numbers on the surface aren't always telling the story. I can think even back to your teammate, Alex Kirilov, not too long ago, not too long ago, it was before the wrist thing. He was just crushing the ball everywhere, you know, exactly. you know, exactly. spraying yeah. it all over, hitting line drives, and he didn't have a great batting average to show for it. But uh, exactly. his, his barrel rate was there, and that's one of the ones that I I like to track. Do you, you ever look at – this is my last stats question, I promise, Trevor. Do you look at max yeah, exit good. velocity? Um, Not a whole lot. You know, when you put the barrel in the ball, you know, that generally uh, – well, you hope that it pans out, but, um, you know, max ex- exit velocity can vary depending on the person and their swing and all that stuff, the pitch, all that stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of different variables that go into that. But, um, you know, like I said, I just pay attention to, to – if, if any stats, I pay attention to barrel percentage. Nice. Yeah, it's a great mindset for a player. And, yeah, I'm a stats guy because I don't have to play the game. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, when you start putting numbers in your head, there's playing numbers out in the field to worry about, so you don't really want to be worrying about that on the field. I hear you 100%. Uh, Trevor Larnick's our guest, and one of the things that I keep hearing, Trevor, and I want your perspective on it because you're the one sure. in the shoes, you're the one, you know, going up to the plate each night. I hear this a lot, Alex Kirilov and Trevor Larnick. It's like it's like it's one word. Uh, Here you guys mentioned together a lot. Um, is that cool, or do you kind of like to be your own guy? It's obviously you guys have sort of come up together, and you've been highly touted yeah. together. Now you're in the big leagues together. Um, what's that like to have somebody like Alex to share that uh, that uh, experience with? Yeah, it's awesome. You know, I've always said, you know, when you get young guys together, not just me and him, but other guys um, that are up here, like you know Ben and. Um, Nick and Jeffers, and uh, now we got some pitchers up here as well. But even more, like when you got young guys with you, um, it makes a difference because you're, you're learning together, you're experiencing all the same stuff at a young age together. Um, but you know, even to be mentioned in the same, um, you know, sentences, Kirilov, he's he's a great hitter, great competitor. Um, he's an awesome guy to play with, and it's it's pretty cool to hear when you say it like that. Trevor, you guys won't look past the Royals today, looking for a split uh, Sunday afternoon at Kauffman Stadium. But do you ever, just in some downtime, maybe when you're on the road, look ahead to the schedule and see what you got coming up at Target Field this week? Uh, you know, not a whole lot. I try to focus on the series that we have right now. I don't want to start, you know, thinking or, or worrying or, or, you know, putting stuff in my head about, you know, something next week or the week after or whatever, you know, because i got to get there first. It's not guaranteed that you're – you're going to be playing every single day. You're going to be up here every single day. So I just try to focus on right now and preparing right now and, um, you know, what's in store for me next. It's a great answer. Well, one series at a time. I say it on the show all the time. People are probably tired of hearing me say it, actually. Yeah, it's all right. You just keep grinding, man. That's all you can do. You have to. It's it's too long of a season uh, to not do that. Exactly. Trevor, one more, and I'll let you go. I know you've got a lot of pregame responsibilities that you like to take care of ahead uh, of Twins sure. Royals today. Um I think I've asked you this before, but I'd love to sort of uh, share this with listeners is when did you know that baseball was kind of clicking for you? I mentioned college, college world series champion at Oregon state. And of course, drafted by the twins. When did you know that it sort of started to take off where this was maybe going to be a career path for you? Um, well, you know, if I'm being honest, I think, you know, ever since a really young age, I've had this, this love and passion for, uh, for hitting um, and, and the sport overall in general, you know, when I was young, I, I, for whatever reason, there was there was really no other better feeling than um, putting the barrel on the ball and, and being consistent as much as possible. Because when you have that much success in a game of failure, it's like a 
to me it's 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 sort of like a drug you know it's it's something that um it's hard to get but at the same time when you do achieve your goals and and have success in this game it feels uh feels like no other so i think since a young age i've always always felt like that i've always believed i could be up here and um still do yeah well we agree with you uh trevor thank you so much uh for your time and uh continued yeah, success you. yeah thank you guys that the voice of Twins rookie Trevor Larnick. Super fun to peel back the curtain with him. Uh, I've talked hitting with him in the past and just kind of the way he thinks about it. I, I think he's got it's a great mindset as a hitter, not just as a, as an individual kind of baseball player where you gotta you got to let yesterday's game go and focus on today, and it's one series at a time, as I always say to, uh, to anybody who will listen. So super uh, grateful to Trevor for taking some time to talk with us um, we've got a loaded show coming up. This is the end of hour one of Twins today, but we've got a whole nother hour where that came from. Don't forget, listeners, in hour two, we're going to be giving away tickets to Twins Yankees to a lucky caller, 651-989-9226. I'll uh, share that number again in the second hour. Call in, get your thoughts, your comments on the Twins with uh, me, Derek Wetmore, here on Twins today, and my guest of that hour, Phil Miller who covers the Twins for the Star Tribune. Kind enough to join us a little bit later. Uh, when we come back, we're going to be hearing from a uh, longtime Twins reliever and uh, just, a, just a good guy, Brian Dunsing, joins the show. Um, he's been recruited for a special event coming up in the month of June, and I understand he was uh, taken in Twins Royals at Kauffman Stadium very recently. So love to chat with him about uh, all that and just basically catch up with the uh, X-Twins reliever Brian Dunsing. Uh, later on in the show, too, we're going to hear from Mike Clough, who uh, is the senior vice president of tickets, uh, ticket sales and brand partnerships about Target Field opening back up, full capacity to the public starting in July. I'd uh, love to get Mike's thoughts on that and what's new in 2021 with the Twins. As I mentioned, we're also joined after that by Twins beat writer for the Star Tribune, Phil Miller. Just going to be a ton of fun coming up. That is Twins Today, hour number two. Coming up after that, we're getting you primed for Inside Twins on this Sunday afternoon. And then the Adina Realty pregame lineup card leading up to Twins and Royals. First pitch between Bailey Ober and Brady Singer going for the Royals. We do hope you'll stick around and uh, listen to the show. If you missed anything from the first hour, don't forget, you can always go find the podcast. Just search Twins wherever you get your podcasts. It's on the same feed as the Inside Twins podcast. Twins Yankees tickets giving away the next hour here on Twins Today, 651-989-9226. Bookmark that number so you don't have to hear me rattle it off in hour two. 651 989 9226. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, with another hour of Twins Today coming up after this. You're not going to want to miss it on News Talk 830 WCCO. Welcome back to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. Once again, live from Target Field, here is Derek Wetmore. Welcome back, Twins fans, to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, sitting here at sunny Target Field. The flags are moving a little bit, but uh, it's a hot one out there. The Twins and Royals are set to square off in the final game of a four-game set 
at Kauffman Stadium in Kansas City, and we are leading you up to first pitch of that game between Bailey Ober and Brady Singer for the Royals. Uh, Twins today is till noon. Then you're going to hear Inside Twins and the Adina Realty pregame lineup card all coming up before first pitch, Twins and Royals. Well, we were scheduled to be joined by Brian Dunsing, former Twins reliever and uh, future home run hitter. But he is coaching his daughter's softball game. And from what I understand, they are not afraid of extra innings in youth softball like they uh, are recently in Major League Baseball. So, Brian, a little bit tied up, and uh, that's okay. We forge on. Uh, One of the things that I was going to talk with Brian about is the reason he will be in the Twin Cities before too much longer, and that is the Maurer Classic. Uh, Just uh, a lot of good vibes going around this one. June 15th is a bunch of ex-twins getting together, uh, organized by one Joe Maurer, and they're going to be hitting home runs, and they're going to be hitting home runs for a good cause. I'll get into that in a quick second. Just first, the list of confirmed athletes. This is on uh, the Twins' official page. So this isn't sources. This isn't rumors rumbling. This is the real deal, Holyfield. Uh, twinsbaseball.com slash Classic is where you can learn about it. It says the confirmed athlete list in con- uh, concludes Joe Maurer, Justin Morneau, Brian Dunsing, Trevor Plouffe, Darren Mastriani, Brian Dozier, Nick Punto, Joe Nathan, Jim Tomey, and more. That's the Maurer Classic on June 15th. It's the Home Run Challenge at Target Field. And it's all going to benefit a special cause, one that's uh, near and dear to Maurer's heart, has been doing work with them for a long time. That is uh, Gillette Children's Specialty Health Care. Um, so tickets are on sale, twinsbaseball.com slash Mauer Classic. I also heard this one This one is a little bit more of a rumor, but I feel safe in passing it on to you here because it's just us on Twins today. Uh, the great listeners there on WCCO, they're signing the baseballs apparently. So, all right, picture this. This is kind of a, a all right, celebrity home run softball hitting challenge. Mauer's going to be there. Morneau, I'm sure, will hit a few, even though it's a little bit different physics with a, with a softball. Jim Tomey, I don't think there's a park in America that uh, could contain that man. And so apparently they're signing these softballs, and then they're hitting them out. Well, okay, if you're out there in the in the bleachers there in left field and you got a righty power hitter coming up, I, I, I don't know what your odds are, but I think they were pretty decent to get a, a signed ball that was used in a, in a charity home run derby. Uh, goes beyond kind of the, the celebrity home run derby and also just a special cause. Again, uh, proceeds there benefiting Gillette Children's Specialty Healthcare. And you can get your tickets online now. Twinsbaseball.com slash Mauer Classic is the shortcut there. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my teammate, Corey Provis, will be emceeing that event and uh, sort of game day vibe, game day experience for sports fans of all ages. So if you're feeling nostalgic and you want to go catch a little uh, Justin Morneau hitting dingers, Jim Tomey taking a swing at him, I think Nick Punto and Joe Nathan are going to swing for the fences as well. That was one of the things I wanted to ask Brian Dunsing about because they released a little uh, Maurer 
tweeted something or sent something out through the Twins sharing a little video about his uh, recruiting pitch to all these guys. You know, it's Dozier. He's in his home workout and getting ready. Probably some Rocky music on in the background. I'm just guessing. But then (laughs) Brian Dunsing's response was, oh, you're doing a home run derby? So why are you calling me? Oh, you want me to uh, pitch. I see. Very funny. So self-effacing and uh, Brian Dunsing in uh, in usual midseason form. But uh, I was going to ask him if he's going to pitch or if he's actually going to get to swing away at some of these two. But that event, final details, Tuesday, June 15th. Gates open at noon. The event starts at 1 o'clock. So you can get your tickets now at twinsbaseball.com slash Mauer Classic. Uh, also, just a recent charity event as long as we're talking about it. Swing for the Kids Fantasy Batting Practice. That was uh, yesterday, Saturday, June 5th at Target Field. And uh, waiting to hear reports on that. I'll pass them along when I get them. Another just uh, a good charity tie-in that I wanted to mention here as long as we're talking about it. Uh, the second hour of this show still loaded, and uh, we wish uh, Brian Dunsing well in his coaching pursuits and looking forward to seeing him in the Twin Cities uh, Tuesday, June 15th. Later on the show, we're going to talk with Phil Miller, who covers the Minnesota Twins for the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and we're going to give away some Twins tickets. Stay tuned for the details on how you can win that. That is this hour here on Twins Today on WCCO Radio. Um, coming up next on the show, though, we are going to hear from Mike Clough, who works for the Minnesota Twins as the Senior Vice President of Ticket Sales in Brand Partnerships. Just talking about the Target Field experience and what you can expect at Target Field as more and more of the COVID restrictions are listed, lifted, excuse me, and we get back to a little bit more life as usual in downtown Minneapolis. Uh, Twins Today is driven by the Mauer Auto Group more than cars. And part of that support, we get to talk every week with Jeremy from the Mauer Auto Group, and we catch him now. Jeremy, how's it going today? Everything's going great. A little tired after the sale, but we're good. (laughs) I wondered about that. Uh, You guys had your biggest sale of the year, took over the Anoka County Fairgrounds. Tell me, what was the highlight of that event for you? You know, it's just, it's seeing the people, people want to come out. They want to do something. I mean, we had the music, the bouncy house we had was huge. Uh, We had so many kids playing on that and we were just selling a ton of cars. It was, uh, I mean, I I think we've probably picked the hottest weekend we probably could have to do it. We're all probably 10 pounds lighter, but it's okay. We, we can we can use it. All right. I want to ask you about the sale too, but tell me the truth, Jeremy. Did you partake in the bouncy house at all? I did not. It's too high. I was scared of it. <laughs> these, these little kids, I'm telling you, they're climbing a 20-foot wall and, and dropping down on a slide. It's it's so fun to watch them. They just they get all red-cheeked and just exhausted. Mr. Fans out there and, you know, trying to cool them off. But it was it was a great time. Awesome. You told me last week, Jeremy, about an auction that's coming up. Just tell me more details about that for any of our listeners who might be interested in that. Yeah, it's going to be from four to six on Monday. We just figured, you know, we got so many cars that we took in and we aren't going to obviously sell them all. So we're going to do a a live auction to the public. We're going to have some of the wholesalers there, but you know, if you need something, you might want to just swing on by and check it out and see if there's anything that, um, you know, just grabs your attention. The auction cars all came from all the trade-ins that we took from this event. So that we were just planning, we were going to be selling so many cars, which the the, the crowds demanded it, and uh, and a lot of the trade-ins they came in. Obviously, we can't sell them all, so 
we're going to try to offer something out to the public. A little something new. We're going to give it a shot and see what happens. So quick turnaround there. Yeah, all the technicians are going to be working hard come Monday because uh, every store, you know, we had we had the sales guys up here from all three stores. We had inventory from all three stores. You know, there was a lot of work involved to get this done. And the fun part is, is now when we, you know, when they sell the cars, the sales guy who sold the car, he gets to keep the trade back at the store. So all the stores are going to have a mix up of all these trade-ins and stuff coming in. But yeah, if you, if you need a big selection of used autos, new autos are coming in crate. We're bringing stuff in every day too. The inventory is just growing. It's growing faster than anybody else in town. Give the people who have heard this or are interested in checking out the Mauer Auto Group, give them the website that they can go and they can check out some of the stuff that you're talking about. Well, we've got the MauerAutoGroup.com website going. We've also got each store has their independent site, which is MauerBuickGMC.com, MauerChevrolet.com, and MauerMainChevrolet.com. And when you go to those websites, you are going to see all three stores' inventory. So do be confident that you can see everything on every site. But the Mauer Auto Group site is our landing page for everything. That's terrific. Jeremy, we thank you for your time, and good luck with the auction Monday. All right. Thank you so much. Welcome back, Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group, More Than Cars. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore, and we're joined now by a very special guest. He is the Senior Vice President of Ticket Sales and Brand Partnerships with the Twins. Mike Clough is our guest. Mike, thanks for taking the time today. Uh, thanks for having me, Derek. Appreciate it. Uh, well, the pleasure is all ours, getting to speak with you. I understand you're out. You got, you're taking in some baseball of your own this afternoon. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm coaching my son's team here this year, 12U team. So uh, we got a little tournament going on here in Maple Grove this weekend. So a uh, li- little warm out, but we're having fun. <laughs> I was going to say, make sure you bring refreshments. It's going to be a sticky one. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we're 2-0 and so far. We got Woodbury here. It was also 2-0 and coming up. So uh, looking forward to it. It should be a good game. Awesome. Well, good luck to your son and the team. That's great to hear. Um, and we're talking about baseball here on Twins Today, of course, mostly centered on the Minnesota Twins, and a couple of ball games here with back-to-back games, 18,000 fans in at Target Field, and we've talked on the show before, Mike, about the return to Target Field in June, how restrictions are starting to uh, peel back a little bit. What can Twins fans coming to Target Field expect this month of June? Yeah, uh, Derek, it's been an interesting ride getting ready for the season here, right? And and at, at points pretty planned out, and at some points pretty reactionary, and, and in, uh, you know, just given the, the scenarios thrown at us here in, in May, right, we got the 60%, and you're right, towards the end of the, the month there, we started to see the increased capacities, which was super encouraging and great to have the fans back in the stands and creating that target field environment. Uh, as we get into June here, we'll be ramping that up to about 80%, um, so uh, ability to drive that up even more. And then in July, we'll be, we'll be back to normal here at 100% capacity. Um, so super excited about that. As we think about some of the games staring us, uh, staring right at us here in the face in the next couple of weeks, we have, you know, the Yankees and Houston coming in here, which are always good draws for us here. And, you know, your first June weekend is always a, a popular weekend for people to get out to the ballgames here. Yeah, I suppose the end of school, start of summer kind of feels official. And then you mentioned 100% capacity. I think it's a White Sox tilt right after the 4th of July that you guys will officially be back to 100%. Yeah, that, that sounds about right here. So once we hit these uh, summer months, that's when things get really cranking here at Target Field. And, you know, what we love hearing from our fans is, you know, they're coming out to the ballpark, the experience that we have here at Target Field. You know, whether you're coming out with your family and creating those memories or you're bringing clients out and, and doing some business there or, 
you know, you're with a charitable organization and just trying to raise awareness and, and funds for your organization, right? We we like to think we can provide all that to, to everybody that's looking for that experience there. And obviously if the, the Twins win uh, when you're at the game, it just enhances that experience overall. Mike Clough's our guest. He's the Senior Vice President of Ticket Sales and Brand Partnerships with the Twins. And, Mike, one thing you touched on there quickly was was clients. And it's, it's a lot of different groups that come out to Target Field and take in a Twins game. Now, I heard from a well-connected source that with the ballpark restrictions starting to lift a little bit more that the roof deck out in left field, the Budweiser roof deck, was going to be back open. Do you have any details on that? Can you confirm or deny for our listeners? Yeah, uh, so what's great about, you know, we've always had such a great fan experience here at Target Field, and we're just adding and enhancing to that even more this year. And, and, you know, the roof deck we've had for a while, um, and we're opening it again, the Budweiser roof deck. Uh, We do a lot of group sales up in that space. Uh, But I do know here coming up this week, uh, I believe through our radio stations here, and I think later on your your, – your program here today, and maybe in the next next segment, we're going to be rewarding some callers that call in with questions with, with tickets to the Yankee series, if I understand that uh, correctly. Yeah. Well, I brought the scoop to our producer, and uh, there was some confirmation going around. And uh, this is the note I'm reading verbatim here, Mike, and, <laughs> and for our listeners. Uh, to celebrate the reopening of the roof deck, we've got an allotment of tickets for the game. That's June 10th against the Yankees coming up on Thursday. Uh, callers, in the next 30 minutes, you can get in on that. You got a question or comment? You want to talk to me or Phil Miller about the Minnesota Twins, what's going on lately? Give us a call, 651-989-9226. Uh, we'll be able to reward you with four free tickets to the roof deck Thursday, June 10th against the Yankees, 651-989-9226. That's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's a pretty cool prize, right? The roof deck is pretty limited in nature when you think about the single-game opportunities every season. And to be able to come out here in June when we're increasing capacities and then a game against the Yankees is a pretty pretty special opportunity. So I uh, look forward to hosting some of those winners out here at Target Field. And uh, back to the fan experience, if you, if you, if you don't mind. Yeah, here, please, Derek, Mike. You know, a couple things I want to mention. You know, we, we brought on a bunch of new partners here this year on, on the brand partnership side of things and really, again, focused on the enhancement of uh, the Target Field experience. So uh, if you think about where we had Bat and Barrel, right, the big restaurant bar club out in, in the right field there, when we, we did the remodel on that a couple years ago. Uh, we have Truly on as a sponsor with us now as, as one of our seltzer sponsors, our official seltzer sponsor, and they're rebranding that Truly on deck. And the Yankee Series will actually be the launch of that. So they'll be doing some cool activation stuff uh, both in, in the stadium and outside of the stadium. So uh, anyone that's coming down, I w- would encourage them to go check that space out and, and see what's new and cool in that area and, and see what the Truly team has uh, going on for them. Uh, as you walk in that stadium there through your main entrance, uh, that lawn area that we built out a couple of years ago is now sponsor- sponsored by Snyderman's. Um, now, if you haven't been out, they have some of their cool lawn furniture out there, and it's kind of a great spot to just kind of hang out, uh, catch a quick drink, or if you have kids and they need to run some energy off, a good spot to be. Um, right adjacent to that, we, we have the Jack Daniels Bar now. Uh, again, a new space for this upcoming year, uh, doing some cool drinks and uh, activations out at that spot as well. Uh, and then if we get ourselves all the way over to left field, um, you know, on the main concourse, we now have the um, Gray Duck Deck, uh, sponsored by the guys there at Gray Duck uh, Vodka. Uh, they're doing some cool things. They've had some celebrity bartenders out there. I think uh, Chad Greenway was out there last week slinging some drinks behind the bar. So, uh, again, would encourage you to go check that out. And then right above that on our, our club level, we have the uh, Summit Brew Pub, which is brand new this year. Summit coming in as our official craft beer um so they're going to be doing the same uh, same type of thing some really cool activation things there some different offerings in in that space than previous years so 
when you come down to the ballpark, you know, although some of these areas are somewhat familiar to you, if you've been here before, a lot of new brands in these spaces, a lot of new things going on in each of them. So I'd encourage you to go visit or revisit uh, all those areas in the ballpark and, and see what we have going on there. Love it. Yeah, and I'm looking at them now, and they're sun-splashed, and they look inviting. I know the Twins are on the road <laughs> today, but uh, it's a great look out there. Um, I, one final note for you, Mike, and then I'll let you go and get back to uh, coaching some baseball today. you got some important games coming up. But uh, <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the Twins pass because – I remember that was a that pass that was pretty popular in the 2019 season. The Bomba Squad popularized that thing, and yeah. just a fun summer out at Target Field. Do you guys have any plans to bring that back? And with with everything changing so quickly, I, I've kind of lost track of these. What are your plans for that in 21? Yeah, I appreciate that question, Derek. So a couple things there before I get to the pass plan. You know, as we get back to the the large larger capacities here, it's allows us to normalize our product portfolio a little bit, if you will. And, you know, we like to think we have an offering for, for any type of fan, uh, dependent on the number of games you're going to come out, the areas you want to sit, who you're coming with, et cetera. So encourage you to check out our website. Give us a call. We, we'd love to, to hear from you and try to figure out what, what would work best for you. So a uh, couple opportunities that are super popular. We have the Flex Plan, which is essentially a bank of vouchers that you can use to come to any game that you like throughout the course of the season. It's a discounted season season ticket. You get all the season ticket holder benefits with it, um, and you can use those vouchers across the entirety of the season to come to as many games as you want um, with those tickets in any increment of tickets that you want to come out to. So if you want to come with one buddy to one game, you can use two tickets. You want to come with the family another game, you can use four or five tickets. So really flexible uh, plan for us. Groups, uh, now that we're back at full capacity, we're selling our group tickets, discounted group rates. So I encourage you to, to reach out if you're looking for something cool to do for your youth baseball team maybe, right? Mm. Um, so 20 or more, right, uh, are, is our group minimum there. And then you reference the Twins Pass, which I'll finally get to here. So super popular for us. Uh, essentially what the pass plan is, you pay a monthly fee and you have an opportunity to come to as many games as you want for the rest of the season. You could come to one game for the rest of the season. You could come to every single one of them if you want. Um, so you talk about flexibility and affordability. That's what this speaks to. So it's a ballpark access pass, uh, which means you get access to the stadium. There'll be an opportunity for you to upgrade into seats should you want to do so. Um, and again, you pay that monthly fee and you can come to as many games as you want for the rest of the season. So you're right. In 2019 was super popular. Going into last year, we had actually almost had to cap this off. We were over 2000 of these sold. So wow. again, extremely popular. So We'll be bringing this back. Uh, we'll be launching it here at the end of June, starting with all July dates. Uh, and I believe our price point is going to be at $59 per month. So $59 per month for the rest of the season. You can come out to as many games as you like to here uh, through the rest of the 2021 season. Um, so, again, super affordable, uh, super flexible for you. If you're looking to get out to some games, it's a great deal and opportunity to do so. Awesome. And twinsbaseball.com slash tickets is where they can find out all, all about that. Yep, and the Twins Pass itself, I believe we're launching the last uh, week of June, so look for more information to come on that. That's not up and ready here yet, but we'll be coming out here towards the uh, end of the month. Love it. That's great. Mike, cannot thank you enough for your time. I appreciate you coming on, Twins, today. I appreciate you having me. Thanks, Derek. That's the voice of Senior Vice President of Ticket Sales and Brand Partnership, Mike Clough with the Minnesota Twins, twinsbaseball.com slash tickets for all those details. You're listening to Twins today. When we come back, we're going to give away some tickets to Twins Yankees. Give us a call. 651-999-9226 is how you can win those. Hear from myself and the Star Tribune's Phil Miller when we come back on Twins Today. You're listening to News Talk 830-WCCO. Welcome back. Twins Today. 
Final half hour of the show here today. It's really flying by today. Always does. Two hours talking Twins baseball. I'm sitting at Target Field. Uh, this is your host, Eric Wetmore, and we're waiting for a phone call from our friend of the show, uh, one of the first ever two-time guests on the show, Phil Miller, who covers the Twins for the Star Tribune. He'll join momentarily, but I'm looking at uh, – there's a smile on my face. I'm looking down at the uh, phone line, and we're already lighting up. It's uh, it's only June, but we've got uh, phone lines lighting up like a Christmas tree here on Twins Today on News Talk 830 WCCO. And why is because uh, I guess these people have been listening, as I've mentioned throughout the show today. If you're just joining us, we're giving away some Twins tickets today. We are uh, – the packs are for Twins-Yankees Thursday coming up. That's June 10th is the game. If you'd like to uh, get in on that, give us a call, 651-989-9226 is how you can get involved there. That's how you can – Call Twins today and uh, ask me a question, share your comment, whatever you've got. Or if you just want to uh, compliment our next guest, Phil Miller, on his uh, writing style or Twitter profile, you're free to do that as well. I, I'm, I, who am I to say what you're going to call us about? But uh, feel free to dial us in, 651-989-9226. We'll take a call, and then we'll welcome in our next guest, Phil Miller. Um, but on the horn right now, I see Alan in Wyzetta has a question for us. Alan, thanks for waiting. Thanks for joining Twins today. My question, my first question was really about your previous, uh, of a previous guest, whether the, um, the food venues are going to expand as the uh, population of the ballpark expands. I'm not sure you'll know the answer to that question, but I've got another one for you, maybe. Yeah, and please. Phil. And that is, um, hey, the Twins have constant opportunities to butt for a hit. The third baseman playing 30 feet behind the bag, and yet they don't do it. I don't expect uh, Cruz or Sano to bunt. But everybody else ought to be laying one down. They're, they're giving us free hits, and we've not taken them. And that doesn't seem to make sense when we're losing games. It's a great question. Alan, hang on the line. Our producer, Devin, wants uh, your information so we can get you some tickets to uh, upcoming Twins-Yankees. Thank you for calling. I'll take both of those really quickly uh, before we welcome Phil Miller in. Uh, I've heard just from my conversations that, yes, in June as restrictions are lifted, the concessions are expanded as well. You'll start to get back to more what what uh, full capacity would be as far as that's concerned. And then on your bunt hit question, I actually don't know. I wonder if baseball is going to go through a shift here where people are taking more advantage of some of these extreme shifts, especially you know for a left-handed pull hitter. You mentioned, Alan, the uh, left side is just wide, wide open. Um, what I've heard as far as uh, why it hasn't happened yet, one, it's really hard to bunt. Two, stuff is so nasty nowadays that you might uh, find yourself in an 0-2 hole from trying to drop a couple pitches down, and nobody wants to be 0-2 against today's pitchers. So I don't know if there's going to be a counter-adjustment here or not, but I can certainly appreciate the question. Uh, I know that some power hitters just prefer to try to go get into their power rather than uh, try to take a single. They they view that as a win for the defense if they don't get to swing for the fences. Uh, speaking of swing for the fences, I, I really went for it when I uh, sent out this invitation to my next guest. He is uh, not the first two-time, but certainly our favorite guest here on Twins today. He is Phil Miller of the Minneapolis Star Tribune. Phil, how's it going today? Hi. Uh, going better for me than for the twins how about for you Derek pretty good yeah thank you I try to be uh neutral I try to be uh not tied to outcomes uh, good bad up down just one series at a time Phil 
I assume that you give everybody those uh, introductions, right? Uh, I, uh, it, it, it's, uh, I don't really have any uh, response to that uh, other than to say, boy, I know a lot of guests you could get that would be better. <laughs> Phil, Radio 101, butter your guest up and then ask him to come on the show. And here I am. Congratulations. <laughs> it worked. Hey, Phil, uh, sincerely appreciate your time. We're going to uh, rattle through some twins questions here. And I know we've got some callers, so I'll get to them in a second as well. But I, I first wanted to, to ask you a, just a broad question on the Minnesota Twins this year. And that is, they are, we knew they'd be shuffling through their pitching. That's something that they've always done under Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. But did you expect to see this many uh, rookies or, or you know, minor league reinforcements through two months of the 2021 season? Well, you know, and neither did the Twins. I mean, this is all injury-related. I don't think that uh, – uh, I mean, they were pretty explicit. Alex Kirilov didn't make the team. Trevor Larnock uh, was going to be in AAA this year. Um, and these pitchers that we're seeing, none of them uh, – you know, the Twins collected a bunch of veteran pitchers with big league experience uh, for their bullpen this year, uh, quite a lot of them, uh, to shuffle in and out of AAA and uh, through here. So uh, I don't – no, we didn't expect to see anything. It is a – I've always thought it's a benefit, a nice side benefit to a disappointing season that you uh, get a look at the future uh, of, of the team uh, a lot more. And I – you know, the – Getting to see Trevor Larnock, getting to see Alex Kirilov, they could probably use a little AAA seasoning before they're fully formed big league players, but it's exciting to see what they can do already. They're certainly big league caliber already. Yeah, it's kind of fun to see, like even if, for Kirilov as an example, even when the first couple of weeks um, balls weren't falling for hits for him and his batting average was suffering to a very real extent i mean some of them were still rockets and you think yeah that's a that's about uh what a big league hitter looks like um so more on that phil and i do want to save the conversation on uh baseball's stickiest problem on its hands right now save that for do you like what i did there i see you groaning at my pun through <laughs> <laughs> no like enjoying enjoying <laughs> that's probably a better word for it thank you for uh for the correction but i do phil want to welcome in some callers to the show here too because we're giving away mm-hmm. twins tickets to uh twins yankees on june 10th if you want to give us a buzz 651-989-9226 that's the number john called in eden prairie uh, john thanks for waiting and uh, appreciate you calling in to twins today what's on your mind i just want to get back to the ballpark with the kids nice so excited that it's uh, back open yeah absolutely well we are too and uh did, did you have a question for us or you just want to hang on the line for our producer oh uh, nothing major just uh, happy that you're uh making it happen Good deal. I appreciate the call, John. Thank you so much. If you'd hang tight, uh, producer Devin will take your info there. Yeah, Phil, I'm curious to know your take on this. Uh, Phil Miller, the Star Tribune, is our guest here on Twins Today. Do you sense that there's going to be an impact as ballparks open up, or have you sensed maybe an impact around the country? Everybody's in a slightly different spot in terms of the ballparks. Um, Players have talked, at least paid lip service to this, that Fans really do make a significant difference. Do, do you, are you buying that line, Phil? I do, just because I, I don't know that the difference will be this year. The difference was last year. Uh, having no fans at games really uh, uh, drained the energy and uh, a lot of the fun out of uh, ball games. Uh, it, it was such a sterile environment 
that I think it, it, there's no way it could not have had an effect on players, especially pitchers, especially players that, you know, pitchers quite a bit of the time work on momentum, um, uh, and especially at home. So I, I, the effect is getting back to normal, and it does seem so much more normal this year. I'll say that this week is going to be exciting for the writers as well. Uh, Major League Baseball has cleared um, writers uh, who have been vaccinated to return to the field during batting practice for the games. Um, we have not been allowed within six feet of a player and, and uh, nothing but Zoom calls for, um, well, ever since the pandemic started last yeah. year, uh, right uh, in spring training in March. So uh, it will be interesting to see how our relationships are different now. I, there have been Twins players this year. I spent all of February and March at spring training, and yet the Twins have used pitchers this year that I've never met uh, and don't really have any background with, and that is an unusual uh, state for uh, for someone who's around the team as much as uh, writers are. Right, yeah, especially for you to get the, the get-to-know-em section in the Star Tribune. You're always featured, it seems like, just about every last guy in camp, and so to not have that background. Uh, with all due respect to my current Zoom guest, Phil, this is a lot of fun to talk with you, but the stories and the access just are different when you are allowed on the field. So that's that's exciting news. I, I hadn't heard that that was coming so quickly. Um, glad to hear it, and I'm looking forward to reading your stuff after that one. It is interesting, the effect that um, Zoom calls that the uh, broadening uh, out of access has uh, brought. The players are much less, everyone but Josh Donaldson, are much less open, are much more guarded. Are the, you, can, you can see the looks on their face like, I don't know who's on these calls all the time. Yeah. And, uh, and it has uh, definitely had effect on our coverage. Absolutely. Um, well, you're doing a great job nonetheless, Phil, but I understand the challenges sure. that the last year have brought. So uh, we appreciate you and your work. Um, I am also just constantly reminding people here, we're giving away Twins Yankees tickets if you'd like to get in. 651-989-9226 is how you can uh, get in on those here on Twins Today. I think we got a couple of packs left. So I see Jim in Woodbury on the phone. And, Phil, I think this question might be for you, but let's turn it over to Jim. Uh, Jim, thanks for listening to Twins Today. What do you got for us? Uh, good morning. Thanks for taking the call. Yeah. I want to see how Royce Lewis is doing. Uh, is he going to be full recovery for next year? And do we see him playing shortstop um, full-time next year for the Twins? What do you think? Jim, thanks for the call. Hang on the line and uh, talk with our producer, Devin. Uh, Phil, I'll turn that one over to you. I've got thoughts on Royce Lewis, but you've covered it more closely than I have the last year and a half. That will be an interesting case. I think shortstop is going to be interesting anyway. I I think the experience with Anderson Simmons, uh, I think the Twins were hoping that it would go so well that uh, it would just be such a natural fit that he would – be the shortstop for the next two or three years. Uh, and uh, this would serve as a buffer between uh, when uh, Royce Lewis is the shortstop and now. I don't know that it's gone that well. I don't know that, uh, that especially if this team is not going to be a, uh, a playoff contender and beyond, that uh, Anderson Simmons might be a luxury that they uh, can't really afford. And by luxury, I mean, it's clear that he does not carry a lot of weight in the lineup. That's not why he's here. And it's not why he's brought in, but 
uh, if the Twins are not scoring runs the way they are not scoring runs uh, as much as uh, as they would like, uh, they might need a more offensive-minded shortstop. Royce Lewis is going to be uh, difficult. Uh, you know, he's not he's not played Triple A yet. He is, uh, and he's coming off a rather major injury that will have a lot of effect on his ability to play his position. I don't think there's any way you can go into the offseason thinking he's going to be your shortstop next year. I, there's just too many variables there. Uh, all reports of his recovery are good. He is in uh, Fort Myers now and has slowly begun um, ramping up his uh, work towards next year, although it is very slow. And the Twins will admit that uh, you know, if the timing had been different, maybe they would push him a little more, but there is no need to and no need to risk the injury. I, I, the shortstop, like I say, is going to be very difficult next year. I, I The one thing is going to be so tempting for them is there are some great, brilliant shortstops on the market this offseason. Uh, if you're ever going to go shopping for a shortstop, this is the year to do it. Carlos Correa, uh, you have Story, Trevor Story. Uh, there, are, uh, there are going to be two or three more um, Francisco Lindor's off the market after signing with the Mets, but there are some franchise shortstops on the market uh, this uh, this winter, and it will be interesting to see if the temptation is uh, large enough that the Twins dip into that, put off Royce Lewis's career, and maybe shift him to third base or center field. You hear a lot with him in order to place a more reasonable bet on the conditions of need going forward. It's fascinating, Phil, uh, just because I got the benefit of looking this up, Javi Baez and Corey Seager can be added to that list of uh, big-name shortstops on the market, too. So that you're right. It sets up a fascinating winter of shopping. Of course, Twins fans will enjoy the fact that most of those guys will get uh, will get uh, in over $100 million. Oh, yeah. Uh, and their contracts, some of them a lot more, and uh, um, that's uh, that's quite an investment that the that the Twins have only made once, and that was Joe Mauer. Yeah, that's right. Well, they did come close with Josh Donaldson, four and ninety-two million, I think it was. But you're right; that is not typically yeah. where we've seen them shopping in some of those um, big names. Uh, speaking of big names, and speaking of Josh Donaldson, uh, we do have to get to the foreign substance debate, Phil, that's going on around Major League Baseball. I'd love to get your your thoughts on it, but um, we do have to take a break first. And uh, I want to ask you about Josh Donaldson and the uh, the shall we say, confidence of being outspoken on uh, an important matter in Major League Baseball. And I see a couple more calls on the line here, too. So, Bruce, Eileen, stick with us. Uh, If you uh, can have a little bit of patience, we will reward that patience on the other side of this. My guest is Phil Miller of the Star Tribune. I'm Derek Webmar, host of Twins Today, driven by the Maurer Auto Group, more than cars, and you are listening to News Talk 830 WCCO. Back after this. Welcome back. Twins Today, final segment. I'm your host, Derek Wetmore. Uh, I'm sitting at Target Field, and we've got a guest on the line and a couple callers on the line, too, that we've got to get to to give away some Twins Yankees tickets coming up this week, uh, Thursday, June 10th. Um, after Twins Today, just so you know, programming note, Inside Twins will be on, and then you can also hear the Adana Realty 
pregame lineup card, all before first pitch of Twins Royals final game of a four-game set, Bailey Ober versus Brady Singer for the Royals. But Phil Miller is my guest of the Minneapolis Star Tribune, and we're welcoming callers to the show to give away some of these Twins-Yankees tickets. I see Bruce all the way from New Mexico. Bruce, appreciate you listening to Twins today. What's going on? Oh, I've uh, just been enjoying your program this morning, and I enjoy reading everything about the Twins and the Tribune I have for years and years. But I had a, a, a question, um, and I actually thought of another question while I was on hold. Um, I wanted to know, what's the difference between the 2019 and 2020 Twins and the Twins this year? What's the magic sauce? I mean, I know the bullpen isn't good, but why are they making errors when it counts, and why aren't they getting runners home? I mean, it seems like, I know they're not identical teams, but, you know, they have the same manager. What's the secret sauce that's missing? Yeah, Bruce, appreciate the question, appreciate the call, and I'm going to ask you to hold your your next one for next week. We got another caller that we got to get to, so call me next week, and I'd love to uh, get into that with you as well. But Phil, uh, Star Tribune subscriber, subscriber uh, wants to know: Do you can you put your finger on a difference between this year's club and the last two? Happy to talk to one of our valuable customers. Absolutely. Uh, well, the. Um... The runners in scoring position, I think maybe we could have seen this problem coming with the uh, with the devotion to launch angle and hitting home runs. They set they it was the most successful formula the Twins have had in years two years ago. I don't think they expected to hit a record number of home runs, but it certainly felt like something you could build around. Um, like they had discovered something, I guess. Um, Turns out pitchers make adjustments too, maybe with the sticky substances you were talking about. But uh, as the home run rates have declined, it has left uh, large holes in the Twins offense. Uh, the, uh, you know, Mitch Garver has not been the same uh, hitter. Um, Miguel Sano has not been the same hitter as a couple of years ago. Uh, it, it, you know, home runs are even with a team, a lineup full of them is uh, is a, streaky thing to uh place your uh, bets on and uh yeah it's not a it's not a team built around stringing three hits together in an inning it's a team built around uh you know taking a walk and having someone hit a, a home run uh in doing that in like four different innings uh which they did with regularity in 2019 i wouldn't discount the uh importance of the bullpen i i I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I'm a believer in momentum, and I think that uh, um, the failures of the bullpen early uh, have really uh, have really brought the team down a bit. I, uh, I it might be only a bit of an exaggeration to say Alex Colome uh, was uh, is is uh, in a large way responsible for this team's uh, getting off on the wrong track and having uh, trouble writing themselves um, with all those devastating losses in April. I wonder too um, if if I can cut in quickly just to say that mm-hmm. like that sort of sets off a little spiral almost sometimes. I wonder if if then you start to think of yourself a little differently than you maybe would have when you were winning, you know, three out of four games two years ago. I was struck by how much things changed after that initial road trip. They opened in Milwaukee, Detroit. They were so confident. They were so confident coming out of uh, spring training, which makes this. Uh, 
this season even more um, hard to uh, hard to imagine uh, in advance. Uh, but things changed so quickly when they came home. They immediately began losing games. They immediately began blowing games. They, you may, I don't know if the fans realize. Uh, I can tell you as a someone who writes stories uh, for publication, the moment the game ends, they have so many games decided in the last inning this year. And the last inning is not their friend with their bullpen. Uh, it is the uh, all the one run games are uh, and, and close games that turn down the stretch. They're not only uh, difficult for the team to navigate, but they're uh, ball players don't like to admit there is a, a bit of a carryover effect. I think particularly in the bullpen, um, it was optimism that they had righted it at the first part of May, but uh, this last week has showed us um, this. We probably have to just conclude this is who they are this year. Mm. Some people, Phil, refer to me as an eternal optimist. I think it's actually a little more fair to call me an ephemeral optimist. Uh, but so this season has been an interesting winding journey that we've been on. And uh, before uh, before we run out of time on the show on Twins today, I do want to make some space for Eileen, who called the show. And looking to get Twins Yankees tickets, our last pack to give away. Eileen in Lino Lakes, thank you for waiting on hold. And uh, appreciate you calling Twins today. What's on your mind? Oh, well, I just want to compliment you, Derek, on your show that you're having um, and would be interested in hearing a little bit more about how um, it came to be or how um, you came to be on the show. And you're doing a great job, and your um, guests that you have are great, and Phil from the Star Tribune has great insights. Thank you, Eileen. That's a very nice phone call. Appreciate you uh, sticking with us. Yeah, call of the day is right. If you could hang on the line, producer Devin will get you some tickets. Of course, we'll get you tickets if you want to share some compliments. Uh, Just real quickly, I had done some radio in the Twin Cities and uh, was looking to do – you know, stay involved with the twins. Basically my plans changed when the pandemic hit, just like everybody. And, uh, twins radio guys called me and, uh, here we are. And Phil, I have to agree with her that, uh, you do have some exceptional insights. So good. In fact, that we included your cut up in the promo of this show. He said, thanks for having me on Derek. Which thought am I? Did I make the top five? Uh, one of my uh, one of my finer moments uh, tied to one of your final moments. I'm glad we can provide uh, Yankee tickets. Uh, do we call them Yankee tickets or uh, Twins, twins tickets Yankees? Yeah, I mean they're coming to Target Field to see the Yankees and Twins. It, it will be interesting to note that this is a team that has been uh, ripped and roasted in New York uh, even more than the Twins have this year, and it's a team that's still above 500. That shows you the uh, difference in expectations. That, yeah, that's exactly right. That, well, they were the team I was pointing to, Phil, saying, hey, it's going to be okay. There's a good team over there, and they're off to a slow start. It's kind of kind of changed a little bit. Um, but we are coming up at the very end of the show, Phil, so I, I want to get your take on it. If you, if you can, in a minute, share with us uh, your thoughts on Josh Donaldson, sort of like uh, this was almost like a manuscript to his memoir coming out, and uh, here it is. Here's the dirty little secret in baseball. Let's talk about it for 20 minutes. Uh, wait. Your thoughts on pitchers and sticky substances in Major League Baseball? Well, first of all, God bless a player that is not willing to take a position and uh, and, uh, and and willing to uh, air it publicly. Uh, it makes for great reading and great debate. I do. I, I'm not enough of a scientist to know um, whether or not uh, this has having as big an effect on the game as 
somebody who is in you know in the lineup every day and uh, has seen the evolution in the last five years the game has changed more in the last 10 years than it than it had ever in any 10-year period and it is still changing constantly and uh if the players have seen a large difference and it is now we now have stat cast evidence that is um actual physical here's the physics of what's happening i tend to believe them i don't know i'm not enough of a pitcher all i do is to watch and report i'm not enough to know what the effect of light is like when you are in the batter's box and you see these balls that are moving like wiffle balls i do know when i played wiffle ball that there was a kid who could who could make the ball dip and then rise on the same pitch <laughs> and you could not hit him if uh you know if you could do that with an actual baseball if there's substances uh, that are making them do that i am i agree it, it is unfair and uh uh, it, I, I, I don't know that it's a huge scandal because you can't blame these guys. That's great insight from Phil Miller of the Star Tribune. Phil, we thank you for your time. This is all we've got for Twins Today. You're listening to News Talk 830 WCC. You have been listening to Twins Today, driven by the Mauer Auto Group. More than cars. This has been a presentation of the Treasure Island Baseball Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.